When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, I'm not sure what it is with me, but as a hobbyist, I can be patient and goal-driven as hell, but like a lot of people, I occasionally get, I don't know, restless. Like, I'll start off on an aquarium project with a good idea and the best of intentions, and then... Early on in the thing, I'll be completely change my mind and do like a 360 degree switch. And, and I honestly don't know what causes this. Uh, maybe it's because I wanted to just do something and start working with an idea that really wasn't what I wanted. And then when that muse strikes, I just hear, you know, tear the whole thing down and start all over again. It's not a great attribute to, for a hobbyist to have, I admit it. Sometimes the trigger can be something as simple as a piece of equipment I don't like. For example, as you know, I disdain visible equipment in aquariums, and I just had to make that compromise with a few tanks I've worked with lately. And I had one recently. It was a filter that, in addition to being obtrusive, was just making too much noise in the room. And because the other filters that I you know, could use wouldn't be much quieter, the entire project was just scrapped. Like, I didn't even try to do a workaround. I didn't try to see if there was some other way I could live with this thing. I scrapped it, I took it down. Why? Well, because I believe that life's too short to have things which don't bring you pleasure uh, if you're putting in a lot of effort. I I never would have liked this tank because I couldn't handle the damn filter and I was honest with myself about it. And I know you're saying, oh, champagne problem film and you're so entitled. Yeah, I suppose you could say that, but when you think about it, how is this any different than, I don't know, say purchasing a new a pair of, of jeans or something or a TV and getting it home and realizing that it's just not the one for you. It's just not working. I mean, sure, in the case of an aquarium, you generally want to determine this before you've added fishes and gotten them acclimated and adjusted to the tank. It's not very humane to uproot animals simply because you're not happy with the filter or whatever. One of the things I love the most is being able to switch up an idea to, to be flexible Now, like many of you, I'm obscenely patient in some respects. However, when it comes to the idea or getting the idea executed, well, that's where I can be a bit impatient. Like, I have this thing about getting stuff started right. Like, if there is an annoyance, a noisy pump, an obtrusive piece of equipment, those things just usually manifest themselves pretty quickly, and they set the tone for how the experience in general will go with the tank. I mean, if I'm 10 minutes in and the sight of a big ugly filter or something is already annoying me, well, it's, you know, it's game over, right? I have a great admiration for some hobbyists, the ones who are able to sort of let filter intakes, outlets, heaters, all that stuff simply disappear. And by disappear, I mean not bother them, not be prominent in the display for them. Like they'll have this amazing aquarium and right in the middle is a filter outlet, but no biggie, you just don't even notice it. I don't even notice it because the rest of the tank is that good. Now, I wish I could create a tank like that, but I can't. And I'm okay with that. So I will literally tear apart a hardscape multiple times to get to it, you know, that thing I was envisioning. And often I'll tear up my final only to end up right back where I started and then somehow like it. It's maddening, right? Changing stuff up, messing with things is part of the creative process. And 
part of being an Aquarius for me. Uh, it may not be how everybody works, but it's how I work, and I'm okay with that. Perhaps it's weird. Perhaps it's even fucked up. But that's my process. It's a burden on occasion. Other times, it's led me to some of my best work. Yet, I've come to realize that I'm no aquascaper. I'm no super guru of creating the perfect hardscape or whatever. I'll never be one of those guys who could be some kind of champion scaper or become an authority in creating awesome aquascapes. It's not me. I admire those who have the skills and the attributes that allow them to just nail every tank they do. It's just not me. I'm a guy who has ideas that I want to play with and execute. Sometimes I can pull them off. Other times I fall short. And when I fall short, I change them up until I hit what I wanted. I'm totally not afraid to do that. At least I know when I'm not hitting the target that I want and I can admit to myself that I don't like what I'm doing or what I've ended up with. It's sort of a comfortable feeling knowing that what you did is not what you wanted to do and being okay with admitting that and either fixing it or simply pulling the plug and starting over. I think a key component of being a successful Aquarist is having a healthy dose of self-awareness. I'm sort of a self-editor of my work. It's a very honest process. Yeah, you heard me. I'll edit, gradually dissecting my concept and morphing it into something else until it feels right to me. Moving this, you know, repositioning that, taking out an element, adding something. Now, a lot of people will call this process evolution or view it as a necessary stage in the development of aquariums. I call it ADD or something like that. I don't know what it is. I'm not sure, but it's like all of a sudden I'll see an article about ephemeral floating leaf litter beds or an underwater video of an Amazonian agarape or something, and it'll you know, I'll realize right away that what I've done is not what I really wanted to do. And my carefully conceived, I don't know, African river biotope or whatever goes straight out the damn window. And off we go into a totally different direction. Now, I think I'm what I like to classify as a perpetual editor type of personality in the aquarium world, at least in terms of my ideas. Perhaps it's a result of embarking on a path that deep down inside I knew wasn't really where I wanted to go. And that's why, although I have great admiration, you know, for my friends who are masters of, you know, plants at aquascapes, that's why I'll never do one on my own initiative. A lot of people ask me why I don't keep a full-on, high-concept planted aquarium, and I have a simple answer. It's just not me. If one of my friends, you know, one of my big-name aquascaper buddies wanted to do one for me, I'd totally agree to it, and I'd even manage it. I'd love the look, I'd be stoked to have it in my home, but I simply won't create one myself. There's a certain patience and love of the process, and a planted tank that simply isn't active in me, at least not right now, and in the past four decades or so. So I won't hold my breath on the chance that it'll activate soon, but you never know, right? Now, reef tanks, on the other hand, do hold a certain fascination for me, and I'm actively counting the days until I start my next one. It's part of me. It's my core. It instills a certain passion in me. However, it's not my sole passion in the hobby, and I'm able to sort of compartmentalize it while I work through some of my other current hobby priorities, like, you know, brackish and some of the unusual substrate-centric systems I'm talking about. Yet, at the core of it all, I'm an editor, I suppose. It's a bit odd that I edit ideas so quickly because, you know, I'm obsessed with the whole process and I have a huge patience when it comes to establishing my aquariums and leaving them to evolve largely unmolested. It's really at the initial execution or ideation phase where I get, you know, detoured. And if I start executing too soon before I've really settled on the idea, that's when the tanks get broken down and shuffled around almost every time. Now, don't get me wrong. My core beliefs about aquarium keeping are typically unchanging. Well, they evolve, as you've seen on these pages, based on experience like everyone else. And like you, I'm always open to suggestions on doing something better. Sometimes it's a really good thing. I mean, if your idea was to develop a knife fish community in a 50-gallon tank and you pivoted to a 700-gallon tank after running it by some friends, that's a really good thing. 
Coming to your senses is what that's called. However, my changes are often more subtle. For example, I was planning on stocking an all South American kerosene system, but ended up creating a resbora-dominated biotope instead. You know, that kind of thing. They're based upon what I was really feeling. It can get really crazy. I, I mean, during one you know particularly frenetic period of time in 2017, I remember redoing the same tank three different times in the span of about three months. It was crazy. But I ultimately ended up with what I wanted. With what I wanted. On the other hand, being a perpetual editor archetype of Fishkeeper also has its advantages, mainly the ability to modify a plan as it goes if you see a better way. Almost categorically, the perpetual editor type has a looser, more flexible approach to aquarium planning, construction, and management, and is perhaps more in tune with the latest and greatest trends, the techniques, the philosophies of the aquarium game, and of course, more susceptible to being influenced by a lot of stuff. Now, I hate trends, and I use that word in air quotes. I hate trends personally. However, I do find myself influenced strongly by new research I conduct on various wild habitats or occasionally on discussions with friends who have studied wild habitats. Yeah, I personally hate chasing actual trends, really. That's why I kind of laugh and geek out on, uh, you know, tease people about, you know, the latest, you know, gluing wood or, you know, the latest trendy rock or whatever. It drives me crazy. But one thing about being a perpetual editor type personality is that you are constantly availing yourself to the latest information. And in the case of the active listener type, which I think I am, uh, probably having a great dialogue with other hobbyists who perhaps have more or different experience doing what you're thinking of doing. And it opens you up to rethinking ideas that you may have had before, which for whatever reason never came to pass. Maybe you needed more information. Maybe you needed to see something in nature to push you. Or perhaps just maybe you had an itch that you finally wanted to scratch and you did it. The online world and social media have sort of enabled the active listener type to develop his or her idea to the ultimate degree. And although the danger of being an active listener is that you can easily lose control of your plan by listening to every critique, every suggestion, and every opinion out there. And the trend jumper people, well, e-commerce is completely enable a lot of these people. You can switch gears in an instant, regardless of your aquarium keeping philosophy. A certain degree of independence and individuality is a key requirement to be happy in the hobby, I think. In a way, being a perpetual editor is not really a bad thing. I mean, you're always aware of what's going on in your tank, and you're constantly thinking of improvements and changes, and you're totally aware of the latest and greatest in the hobby, and you're nimble. You're able to change directions on a dime. The key, in my opinion, is to stay consistent with your management philosophy. Like, just because the new tank is getting that patina of biofilm, it's not time to tear out everything and start over. That's not editing, that's interfering. However, that honesty of knowing what you've pulled off in that tank is not what you really wanted is supremely valuable. Letting yourself just change it up because you don't like it is a good thing. Now, sure, the argument can be made that this sort of nonsense can stress out animals and all that stuff, and it's legitimate. However, you exercise proper due diligence during your process and have the means to temporarily house your fishes while you ideate, that's a less disruptive thing. Again, part of knowing yourself is admitting that this is how you work and having an extra tank around the house to keep fishes in when you redecorate. It's a morally proper thing. Self-awareness. It's a really powerful tool for the aquarist. So if you find yourself a bit frustrated with what you've done, restless, oddly dissatisfied, and maybe just plain over it, fear not. You can and should switch it up. The restlessness you feel is not some sort of mental problem you have. Rather, it's your own heart telling you that what you need to do is listen. And you need to realize that the fact that what you did wasn't what you really wanted to do. Trust yourself. Listen to yourself. Change it up. It's okay. Stay honest. Stay bold. 
stay passionate, stay creative, stay persistent, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Bellman from Tenant Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tent.